0: Have you noticed that progressivism is ruining entertainment? Chicks and diversity has to be in everything. I know this has been around for a long time and it's very obvious in commercials, everyone has to be mixed race and stuff. And I noticed this when I was watching Star Wars and I'm watching it going, you have this cool chick in it and she's got her lightsaber and you go, chicks don't do that. Now the new one is coming out and they're going to ruin that too. Let me explain something to you about the vast majority of humans. Boys, and uh, not even all boys, but let's say a good 72% of boys have fantasies about going Uh, wimp boys don't, and as far as girls go maybe 5%, maybe the tomboys, it's very rare. They usually end up being lesbians. They have fantasies about that. But now, because we have to ram this diversity down everyone's throat, it's all about chicks, and it's all about anti-male, and You just ruined another movie by cramming your agenda into it. By the way, just as I said with Ghostbusters, this Rogue One is going to flop. Rogue One, A Star Wars Story has officially crossed $1 billion at the global box office.
1: What up, yo?
2: What's up, everybody?
1: Fuck, that was amazing.
2: Uh,
1: Even more amazing. What song is this?
2: It's a song called "Young Girls" by uh, Collage.
1: Uh, hold on, let's fucking crank this shit.
2: Do it. Ow! The chorus is fucking like, swanky.
1: Oh yeah, is that what we're coming up to? Yeah, I think so. Right? All right, here we go. Cranky.
2: Well, so the song itself uh, it probably a poor choice, but I, it's the baseline is too fucking fat. The song was chosen before the subject matter of the intro. Um, it's the mezzanine sleepover. Uh, well, I'm at
1: negamix.com. I'm slip with five eyes or sleep episode 87. 87. Yeah. 87.
2: It's, I, it's uh, fucking
1: mez, mezzy 87 we're we're starting I mean, to count down like when we're getting approaching the uh the millennium. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, um,
2: yeah, I guess we should preface it the that the 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 the, pre- the preceding intro is uh is not endorsed by the mezzanine sleepover.
1: You know what? I was actually I don't know if I was pre- uh, prepping to comment on it for this movie, but I know when I watched Rogue One and when I watched uh, Force Awakens, and I was like, why are, why are people so mad about the female leads? Because other than the female leads, so many cocks. Like, just, oh, it's ridiculous. It's like, look at the cover of Rogue One. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, right? Yep, so yep. you've got the big ass Jyn Erso. She's obviously the primary person, right? Yep. Every single other person in this is a dude. There are
2: crazy in Rogue One. There are one, two,
1: three, four, five, six, seven, eight dudes on this on this poster, and one woman.
2: Uh, Yep. But and uh, and 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 the vast majority are are, well, other than the creatures, I guess, are, are white people. So you know.
1: Well, okay, so we've got we've got Jin, we've got Mon Mothma. Is everybody else a guy? I think so. So I don't think, yeah, maybe they got the lead roles, but I don't think that men are hurting for uh, big uh, Star Wars roles just yet. So let's not get too worried here.
2: Well, and of course that would be the, that would be the first time we have played, uh, you know, a clip from Rebel Media. So I apologize to everybody.
1: I also don't, you know, I didn't watch this movie, and I, you know, we're going to get into this because today we're reviewing Rogue One.
2: Yes, <laughs> we are. Uh,
1: but there was no point. I'll just say right now in watching this movie, where I was like, you know. I'd be more into this if the lead had a penis.
2: <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand the obsession.
1: I, I didn't even think about it. I don't even... No. I don't even think it about it. it.
2: It doesn't make any sense. So that, of course, is Gavin McInnes. And I don't know how tongue-in-cheek it is. I'm assuming it's not very tongue-in-cheek. I'm assuming he was really upset. <laughs> because the dude's a huge baby. He's a fucking... Like, such such a fucking baby. It's, it's not even funny. Um... I just thought it was funny that he's all, it's going (laughs) to flop. (laughs) And so didn't. So that was great. When I was looking for clips, I was trying to find one where it was like about Rogue One being terrible and have someone just sounding really, really whiny. And I found it. So there you go. There you go. It was before he even came out. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, again, uh, there's, I think it's much ado about nothing. But again, you know, I love the, it's anti-male. I'm like, (laughs) okay, sure, sure. It's all, you all don't like diversity. It's all. Why not?
1: It <laughs> makes him so mad.
2: It's all... I don't understand it. I just don't get it. Well, I, I don't understand. So anyway.
1: Why would you be diverse when you're fucking going across planets? Like so many different planets? What do you think? There's just It's just whitey on every planet?
2: Well, that's the other thing I don't understand. It's like... Because there's a part that I clipped out of this where he complained about, about Finn, of course. And uh, I'm just like... It's not just black people. There's fucking creatures. Do you not <laughs> like them either? <laughs> Do you not like the robots because they're not white dudes like i don't understand like where do you draw the line are you like fuck chewy man (laughs) in star wars or it's like i you know you fucking hate uh well i mean everybody hates meepio
1: we'll get to that we'll get to meepio so we're gonna review rogue one uh if you have not heard a star wars review on this show you are in for a treat though unfortunately our pal uh phil who has been on every Star Wars review is going to be missing this one, which may mean we don't go two hours, but also, uh, means that we may not get all the insights, all the extended universe insights from, uh, Mr. Phil Ivor, who is alive and well, by the way. I haven't heard much from him, but he is, uh, still writing for one of the, uh, university publications here. So I have, I have made sure to check and he is out there somewhere.
2: Well, that's good to hear. Yes. I'm glad to hear that Phil's okay uh, we, we, we miss Phil And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch him on, on episode 8 I guess
1: I guess so But uh, we're just going to go straight into this Because we do tend to go for a long time And I believe of all the movies that I uh, Have written reviews for in notes This may be the longest one
2: Now I'm here looking And um, my notes have not saved In my in my, uh, uh, my iCloud notes Oh <laughs> I have a few notes for the next show, but I haven't. said only a few, so I will be winging it. That is, oh god damn it! All right, it's oh, all right. I can I can remember it. You you carry <coughs> most of this anyway. But uh, yeah, we're gonna. Uh, I guess you know we usually go through these movies, um, and you know talk about them. I I think though it's important uh, to go uh, uh, overall impression right out of the gate. Like let's let's set the stage here. Okay. So what did you think of Rogue One?
1: Okay, well, uh, it's kind of evolved a little bit. Yeah. Uh, when I first, the first time I saw it, I saw I saw it the day it came out, and I thought it was fucking fantastic. And then I saw it the next day, and I thought yep. it was fucking fantastic. And then I watched it uh, when it came out on digital. I watched it about uh, whatever, like, you know, a day or two after it came out on digital, I got it. Yep. And I fucking loved it even more. Yep. And then I watched it uh, this past weekend. Uh, to compile notes for this show And there are a lot of flaws With this movie that are going to be fun To point out A lot yes. of flaws, but I still yep. fucking love it
2: um, I watched this uh, We've talked about this on the Sleepover before I watched it the day that you watched it The second time I think you saw it twice before I saw it once Yes um, I, I, I really liked it um, But was a tad disappointed um, As we talked about uh, specifically, uh, I hyped myself up a little bit too much. Um, I didn't watch it again until it came out on on Blu-ray, and then didn't watch it for like a week, and then uh, sat down with my wife. I've only watched it twice, and uh, I, I I like it a little bit more. Um, I'm I'm gonna say it is a a very good Star Wars movie. Um, it's it's in my top five. So. <laughs> I'm not quite (coughs) sure where it is.
1: It's in my top four. Watch
2: it a few more times.
1: It's in my top four. I like it. uh, Obviously, the prequels are terrible, and it's better than Jedi, I think.
2: Yeah, and see, and for me, it's just like when I, I I just Jedi holds such a place in my heart. Yes. That I just can't. I'd say that New Hope are like right there, which is apropos, and uh, I think it'll change, depending on how I'm feeling. But uh, again, very solid. But uh, I I don't put it in the upper echelon.
1: So let's tell people who don't know what Rogue One is. It is... uh, So Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, uh, was released uh, last December, so in 2016. So only a few months ago. It is the first movie that is not a part of kind of the main story. So, of course... There's the original trilogy, there's a the prequel to- trilogy, now we have the this latest trilogy that we've seen one episode for. This yeah. is outside of that. It is an, um, a story that is within the Star Wars universe and it does lead up to one of the movies, but it is not considered to be part of the uh, part of these trilogies. It's kind of a standalone story.
2: Standalone flick. Um, they tied it extremely close, though, to the trilogy. Yes. Which is probably good for one of the first mm. side story that they do. Um, it's yeah, it's very closely tied. It has direct impact on the original trilogy um, with many of the same characters, but with a lot of new characters and creatures. So um, <laughs> it is a uh, it is uh, you know what it's a nice breath of fresh air in the Star Wars world to kind of uh, bust out a little bit and uh, explore some of these new, different locations. And uh, we'll we'll and we'll talk about this at length.
1: Yeah. So uh, with,
2: this, with our review.
1: So it it's the movie that is kind of the prequel to uh, New Hope. So in New Hope, uh, which is the first ever Star Wars movie made, uh, that is the the big thing is that the Empire builds a Death Star and it gets the destroyed because the Rebels get their hands on the plans and figure out how to destroy it. Rogue One is the story of how the Rebels get their hands on these plans. Yes. Uh, this movie made a shit ton of money as you heard in our intro. Uh, it yep. is the second highest grossing film of 2016 and 21st yep. grossing overall unadjusted for inflation. Yep. Uh, that is uh, at least according to the Wikipedia page. <clears throat> uh, it is uh, starring Felicity Jones so a woman, uh, heaven forbid. oh. Uh oh Uh oh -oh. Uh, And uh, it was directed by Gareth Edwards And it is uh, from Disney And Lucasfilm So um, again Walt Disney now putting out One of these movies every year And it's like you just write yourself a check For a billion dollars a year
2: Oh yeah and they paid (laughs) what 4 billion To acquire all this Yep it's paying off very quickly
1: yeah so away like what, they go two
2: years in they're two years in it's almost paid off i'm
1: sure it is if you add merch
2: merch and yeah and, and dvd sales and 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 digital sales and everything A theme
1: parks and, uh, and all that shit
2: oh yeah absolutely yeah. but you know um but you then of course you take away all the production uh costs for all that stuff i'm saying I'm it's, it's it's getting there if it's not there yet
1: yeah All right, so um, as usual, um, because I took notes and you, quote-unquote, lost yours. Hey, (laughs) wink, wink.
2: One day I'll find him behind the toilet or something. (laughs) That's a callback. Isn't that a callback to, like, uh, uh, a fucking... uh,
1: Beyond the Handle uh, story?
2: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think
1: so. Yes. All right, so I've taken notes, so I'll walk through the plot. You will add your commentary and fill in the holes where you can?
2: Yeah, I'll be like Jesse.
1: All right. (laughs) So, Rogue One... Uh, no opening crawl no so every movie in star wars they do an opening crawl this one it's just you get kind of a a little chord from the orchestra and you are in outer space
2: they give you the they give you the long time ago in a galaxy far far away and then just boom right into it and it it fucking works
1: yeah so it's like
2: you know that we don't you know like that's like i like the crawl uh you know lucas almost killed the crawl (laughs) If you remember war? Yes. There are there are heroes on both sides, um, but you know it was of course awesome to see it in in uh, uh, you know re you know in uh, Force Awakens. This one is good. It just kind of right into the movie. We don't need one. It's not part of the main story, even though it's you know directly related to it. And uh, we just get right into the right into the into the uh, into the uh, action and excitement.
1: So there's a spaceship going through space, and then we're on a planet. No,
2: not in Star Wars. I know.
1: Uh, Then we're on a planet, and we see a girl running on this planet that looks kind of like kind of like uh, I don't know the foothills, and she's running to uh, a hut, her her futuristic hut with like you know not like a wood hut, but fucking you know sliding doors and monitors. And uh, there's the ship. There's a ship kind of flying over in the overhead, and the girl runs into the hut, and her parents are there, and they are aware that the ship is coming. And they are getting ready to uh, deal with it. And then you get a shot of blue milk.
2: Uh, classic. Uh,
1: during this preparation, the mother has a quick video call with... Who we will later um, identify as Saw Gerrera.
2: Yes, Forrest uh, Whitaker.
1: Forrest Whitaker. And I've, I've got comments on this character. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, we have then uh, the father... Telling the mom and the daughter to basically get the hell out of there. And we get the first line of, uh, I love you, Stardust. That is his name for her.
2: I cannot. You know what? Okay, we're wrestling fans. <laughs> so for me, it's all I hear, Stardust. And like I I don't even think sometimes about about, about Cody. I'll think of Dusty. Yep. I can't stop thinking about Dusty. <laughs> so it kind of takes me out. But anyway, Stardust, great, great nickname. Uh,
1: of course, because you're in space. <laughs>
2: So we're, we're in space, baby. It's, it's a little, <laughs> slob- and I'm gonna do a little little finish there. So they, that's a terrible fucking impression. Well done. I apologize.
1: So they send the kid off, but she kind of turns around and comes back so that she can witness the confrontation. Uh, so off of kids don't listen. Yeah. So off of this spaceship, which for some reason they land this spaceship like two miles away. So yeah, it
2: doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: So the whole crew has to do this big long ass walk to the hut. Well, there's some um,
2: kick-ass looking troopers.
1: Yeah, so we got a couple of troopers, and we get uh, director Krennic,
2: and that would be uh, what's his name, Ben uh, Mendelsohn. Uh, yeah, uh, who fucking I, I, who was in uh, Bloodline. We all it's all Danny and Bloodline, so awesome. So we were so excited to see him uh, on on the big screen. Yeah, he was good.
1: So he uh, marches over to the hut, and uh, he confronts the father, who is Galen Urso. And Galen Erso is an engineer. And
2: And no, uh, Galen, this movie is not set in... uh, In Scotland? 2016. (laughs) In 2016. Yes. My son's Galen.
1: Uh, Sorry. So they, um, they come to him and they tell him that he has to come back with them because the Death Star construction has delayed. Yes. And they need him back. And right away... I have a problem. <laughs> yep. So later on, and I, I, I'll, I'll I'll talk about it here. So I'll try not to talk about it at length later on. But there's a scene later on where Jin is having a dream about her father, just kind of fucking schmoozing with all of the uh, all of the Empire dudes. It's all yeah, him yeah. and Krennic just like having a little party. And,
2: and I, it's what like it's like what like like uh, like three or four years earlier.
1: Yeah.
2: Ops, right?
1: Yeah. Like it couldn't have been that long. So I just think to myself. Is is the Empire really just a thing you can walk away from?
2: I It kind of seemed like it in this movie. Because the impression that they give
1: is that Galen has been helping with the construction of the Death Star, and then at some point, he's either been faking it all along, or he runs into some legitimate conflict and just leaves? Uh, apparently. But, like, doesn't go into hiding, because they know where to find him. Yep. I just... That's I don't I don't see the empire as being an organization. It's just like, all right, like you've earned your ability to retire. I guess if you're not seeing it our way, you can just walk away. Especially with the Death Star, which is like a massively secret plan.
2: Yeah, it seems a little strange because, of course, um, you know this this Urso uh, fellow is uh, clearly, you know, um, has has conspired with uh, with some uh, kind of. Uh, I guess for lack of a better term, some rebels. In the meantime.
1: Yeah, it's it just I mean, doesn't become
2: just... buddies with Saw Guerrera.
1: <laughs> it just being doesn't make any sense to me. Um No,
2: and you know, I know that they're from reading some things, I know that it was not that certain things were dropped, uh, specifically the mother being a Jedi. Um, So that certain things will will play out here that kind of in certain things like what when she's when she clearly has a kyber crystal around her neck and you're like, why? Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, well, they dropped the storyline. So I don't know how much kind of got cut here. Um, There's not a lot of exposition, honestly. It's kind of a lot of open ended questions.
1: Yeah. So the idea that you have to kind of believe is that he somehow was helping to build the Death Star. He left. Well, this was happening, and now the umpire has come back and said, we need you to come back and help us finish, and he lies about his wife and daughter being dead, and then, of course, the wife shows up, and she confronts the uh, stormtroopers and Krennic with a gun, and she ends up getting killed. Yep. The daughter runs away, and she hides in a secret uh, pit. Basically, yeah, she
2: gets into like a manhole cover in, in some rocks and hides in a little cave. I definitely question the uh, the mother leaving the young daughter to fend for herself. Yes, um, I, I I find that to be it's like you know you had one job. <laughs> Just make sure that your kid has somebody to take care of her. Look at that is like her family
1: going after the women in this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Alright. Anti-male!
1: So, so uh, Krennic, gets, or Krennic leaves with uh, Galen and Jinn is hiding in her secret spot until uh, Saw Gerrera finds her and then after he finds her we flash immediately to the title screen. Rogue One Ten years later! And yes now all of a sudden it's the future Yes. And uh, Jin wakes up and she's in a uh, Imperial prison sharing a cell with a creature. Yes, yes, that's true. Uh, then we get what I called tour of planets.
2: <laughs> so, oh God, it's like five minutes, five planets. Yeah, it's craziness.
1: So we start at off. At least they,
2: at least they tell us the names.
1: Yeah, so we start off with the Ring of Cadreen trading outpost. Uh, here we meet Cassian Andor. This seems to be one of these like chaotic planets with like street markets and shady characters and Imperial troops troopers walking around. And, yeah, it's uh, funny.
2: When I saw that, I was like, can't this whole movie just be here? Because it looks so cool. Yeah, Like, this is where I want this movie to take place. So, But unfortunately, it doesn't.
1: Cassian runs into some random informant. I don't know who he is. <laughs> uh, but the guy who's who's been injured somehow, and we don't get that explained either, but he's just like, hey, Cassian. <laughs> uh, he basically tells him that there's an Imperial pilot that is defected and that... This pilot has brought news about a planet killer. Yes. Um, The stormtroopers catch wind that there's this conversation. So they come and ask for identification. Cassian kills them. And then he's trying to escape. And the informant's like, there's no way I'm getting the fuck out of here. He's too hurt. So fucking Cassian kills him too.
2: Well, that was good. Yep, that was that was pretty awesome.
1: And they established that this guy he's a, he's a rebel, but he's not like an, you know he he's not just um, entirely. He's British not like dude. a Luke
2: Skywalker type rebel. Yeah, and he's not. And, as you'll see, he's like I, he's seen some shit.
1: Now, of course, you know, uh, in twenty years, Lucas will put this one out again, and the other dude will shoot first.
2: Oh Jesus! <laughs>
1: <Fuck
2: off. laughs> uh, I have to say this uh, that when he shot the guy, that was all the first big pop for me.
1: Oh yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, that was
2: that was awesome.
1: So then we uh, move on to Jeddah, <coughs> and yeah. uh, Jeddah is uh, the planet where the kyber crystal mining takes place in Jeddah City.
2: Uh, for those who who don't know, uh, kyber crystals can be used in many different ways, including the uh, making of lightsabers.
1: Yes. Uh, now the Empire is mining them because they also power the laser from the Death Star.
2: That was pretty cool. So I like I like that I like that angle. So we're
1: on this planet, and we actually meet the pilot, who is defected, and he gets captured by Saw Gerrera's gang, and they blindfold him, and they take him off to their little fort. Yeah. We then go to Wobani. Uh, Wobani. 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 Yeah. Uh, in this case, I just put, Jin Ursa is being transported for unknown reasons. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, they're just transporting her somewhere. And uh, she gets sprung by rebels. Uh, she tries to run away when the rebels come and free her. She beats them up and tries to run out of the uh, transport, but she gets fucking chokeslammed by K-2SO.
2: Awesome, best droid by the way in the whole in any fucking Star Wars movie.
1: Yeah, so K-2SO is a reprogrammed Imperial droid.
2: And he's all so sassy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's what the S stands for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we move to Yavin Four. This, yes! this is Yay! a Rebel Alliance headquarters. Uh, Another big pop. Yes. Uh, and um, Jin is there. So jin has been transported there. And she gets yes. told by Mon Mothma that she has to go to Saw Gerrera because a message has come from her father. Yes. So the, the plan here is that uh, the Rebels find out that this message has come from, from Galen or so. It's gone to Saw Guerrera. But Saw it's come Ger- with
2: with this pilot, by the way.
1: Yes, uh, it's Saw
2: Ger- not this defected, defector pilot.
1: Yeah, and Saw Guerrera is is uh, he's described as basically a radical who broke away from the rebels and is kind of seen as like a, running a terrorist cell.
2: Yeah, he's like a, a, a
1: radical left wing terrorist. And so the rebels, he won't have anything to do with the rebels. He's as much of an enemy to them as anyone. But because of Jin's history, they think that. She is there in with him Yes So that's the idea
2: So she's she's really an asset to the rebels Yes uh, And nothing more really Yes And uh, you know so they, they want to send her in To extract information about her father And meanwhile they have their own plans
1: So they tell
2: uh, About what they want to do with her father Yes
1: yeah, so they tell Jin that her father is involved And that's what entices her to go along with the plan Because at first she's like Fuck this right and uh, during this meeting, fucking Jimmy Smits right there.
2: That was fucking great. <laughs> so I don't, you know what? I fucking love Jimmy Smits in uh, in in Star Wars. Awesome, because it was a. You know why I liked Jimmy Smits the whole time when they put him in the in the in the prequels? Uh, it was just like you know, it was just a nice, understated role, and uh, he did a good job. And then just and then he all seeing him again. It was all like, it was a, a nice nod to to the shit movies, but like it worked. So it was good.
1: And of course, he's playing the role of Bill Organa. Yes. So he is uh, the, the person who raised Princess Leia, right?
2: Yeah, her adopted father. Yes. Adoptive father, yeah. Uh,
1: so uh, Cassian, uh, as you mentioned, uh, they're going to find Galen, but Cassian is told that he is actually supposed to kill Galen or so. Nice. And the idea here is that they they don't know that the Death Star has been completed yet, so they're just like, "We need to kill this guy before he can finish yeah. it." Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so when they take off in their ship, uh, Cassian lets Jin keep a gun that she found, and K two doesn't approve. Of course, he doesn't. Because <laughs> he's calculated. He's done. He's calculated the ratios.
2: He all he all does more calculations than Professor Ninja. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. No. He's great too because it's such an untrustworthy droid. I that's you know what it's a fucking smart droid, and I'm not saying that that R two D two and like let's say bb eight aren't like smart droids, but they you know they can't talk and be sassy like that like in English. So that's why K two S O wins out. Uh, I
1: I do love though that. Like, I love how they have those droids. Like, now that you look back and it's like, R2-D2 is, you know, pretty fucking smart. But if you could program droids to talk in English, why wouldn't you just have them all talk? I I don't know. Why would you be like, well, we can only program this one to make beeps?
2: You know, I couldn't tell you. All right. Uh, But, uh, you know, and then you need to have a translator in your ship. And then you're, you know, like, Obi-Wan or Luke have to, like, look at the translator to talk to our Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh,
1: so anyways, we get our first shot of an Imperial Destroyer, and in the background, there's the fucking Death Star being completed. So good. Uh, then, uh, here, I think we're going to have a little bit of a discussion here. Yeah, okay. So we get um, Krennic coming oh. in, and yeah. he, he comes and has a conversation with uh, Governor Tarkin. And yeah, I know. Now, of course, Tarkin uh, is dead. Like <laughs> the guy who played him is dead. Yeah. Uh, so Tarkin is still, and I'm trying to find who is the actor. Here we go. Grand Moff Tarkin, uh, played by uh, Peter Cushing, right? Uh, That's right? Played
2: him. So, <laughs> so, and he's been dead for a long time.
1: He's been dead for had, a long they time. Had
2: some other, they had a terrible, uh, like a terrible facsimile play him in episode three, I believe. Um, because he shows up uh, at the right at the end you see him and uh we have a we have a star wars characters book and he's in that and it's weird because the main photo is of like the younger actor from like 20 years earlier in episode three from when you see him first in episode four yeah and it's like that just doesn't work so I get where this begins and where this is coming from so they make a CG character is essentially what they do. So well, they have, you,
1: have you seen, I actually, they actually had a real actor playing like walking him around.
2: Oh yeah. And, and they then they CG the face top. off
1: over top yeah. of it. So yeah. when, they, when they first introduced this and I knew that they were going to do this in the movie, like that he was going to be in it, but I, yeah. I thought it would be more subtle. So when, yeah. when they first meet him, he's looking out at the death star and you kind of see his glare in the window. And yeah, I'm like, awesome. And I'm like, okay, like that's what they're going to do. And then he all turns around, and he's just like, I'm Tarkin. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> like, walking, um, talking, full dialogue. And I, I thought to myself, now, of course, uh, Carrie Fisher died a week yes. after this movie was released. And, yep. by the way, spoiler alert, Carrie Fisher is also CGI'd into this movie. And yes. then they get all fucking, like... Well, we're not going to have her CGI'd in the new Star Wars movies,
2: like. And you're like, but you did it with the other dead
1: guy. <laughs> yeah, it's like all of a sudden, and I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think that they purposely came off like, well, we're taking a moral stance on this, but it kind of feels like that. Yeah, like really that's does. a stance when she died they're like she won't be in any movies after eight because we already shot eight and she's in it but of course she. so are be you saying nine. like
2: in 30 years like you might consider
1: doing it yeah because it's a question yeah it's like you didn't have a you didn't have any concerns about fucking stuffing
2: this guy in it um your thoughts on the cgi uh character, it's face character it's not horrible Uh, I
1: don't think that 20 years from now it'll be as embarrassing as some other CGI that I've seen Uh, but it's clearly not a human
2: Yeah I I felt um, the exact same way and felt really um, if you had kept it kind of in the shadows a little bit um, it would have been fine if you hadn't lingered shots on this face yeah, because that's the problem is the extended dialogue and the chance to fucking stare at this thing—it's you know—and it, it's it's perfectly good CGI, but there's the um, you know like what do they call it, the uncanny valley? It's like at, one, at a certain point, it just can't look human. No, and the, the more it looks
1: human, the more it doesn't look human. And you're right; it's not just the long dialogue. It's that there are scenes where they just—he's fo- not even saying anything—and they just have these long, extended shots on his face, and it's like, why would you do that?
2: It would have been pretty awesome if it had been a little more, you know, understated, a little more kind of hidden, um, no lingering shots. Um, it would have, it wouldn't have been so jarring because at first I was like, "Fuck, that looks, that's, that's awesome," but then after a couple of minutes, you're like, "Yeah, I'm kind of done with this," and uh, you know, and, and it kind of diminishes the character a little bit because it's a, a famous character.
1: Uh, so, anyway, we ended up uh, right away. We can see that Tarkin and Krennic don't like each other, and you know what? There's nothing better in a movie than bickering villains. Oh, it's so good! So they clearly don't like each other right away. Tarkin is telling Krennic like this test had better work, um, you know. So it, they're just in each other's face, which is great, and that this continues throughout the movie.
2: I would, uh, I would like to. I, I can give a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, a philism. Yes. I did read the uh, I did read the the, the, the Tarkin novel. Okay. Uh, I took a dip into some into some into some uh, Star Wars extended universe. This is canon, of course. Yes. Uh, as of as of 2016, um, and there is it. You know, Tarkin has a problem with everybody. Him <laughs> and all. Him and all. Darth Vader don't get along.
1: No, so it's great. Um, and
2: so, of course, he doesn't get along with this guy. He doesn't get along with anybody.
1: Uh, so we also uh, have a scene where uh, Bodhi, the, the pilot, the Imperial pilot, uh, confronts Saul Guerrera for the first time. That's right. And Saul Guerrera, uh, I guess when he was younger was fully a human, and now he's basically like a cyborg.
2: Yeah, he's got he's got uh, robotic legs.
1: And a little and, breathing apparatus.
2: And a little breathing apparatus. Or is that what it is, or is he or is he or is he uh... Is he huffing gas in that
1: thing? (laughs) He might be. I don't really know. No, you're right because he's got like he's he takes long periods of time where he's not using it, but then all of a sudden he'll take what's basically like you know an oxygen tube and put it up over his nose and just take a big a big huff out of it.
2: Yeah, it's like he's he's like he's taking a a big hit. (laughs) I you know I don't know. I mean, that's what that was my impression. Um, But yeah, it's a dude that's that's seen a lot. Let's just say that.
1: So then we get uh, we get the scene I was talking about earlier, where Jin is dreaming of her father just hanging out with the Empire. Yes. Uh,
2: then we get our group
1: of heroes. She's she, when she wakes up, their ship is arriving on Jeddah, and we get our first shot in the distance of the uh, Imperial destroyer just hovering over the temple, like casting a it, shadow over
2: it. It's awesome because it's all just parked.
1: <laughs> it's just, so good, just sitting that there. That awesome. And there's just ships coming in and out because they're taking the kyber crystals up to the uh, destroyer
2: yeah they're saying that the reasoning behind it that they've explained very briefly is that the um, there was too many kind of attacks on the ships going up to the star destroyer in orbit so they fucking docked it down low to uh, to uh, kind of fend off any of those attacks on, on, the, on the ships taking the kyber crystals up to the destroyer
1: alright now we get probably the most unnecessary scene in the movie as far as I'm concerned
2: oh I'm right with you
1: uh, you say it, because I think we're on the same page
2: are, uh, This is where they Interrogate the pilot? Yes And they So they, I guess they don't trust that the pilot Has defected these, these terrorists For lack of a better term And so they, uh, I guess I don't really know, I mean I think it's like, well we're gonna find out Something, I don't know if he's telling the truth Or what, and they get some Some mind reading fucking creature A big fucking blob creature All comes up and like I don't know, reads his mind Explain this because I'm at a loss
1: So they basically have an octopus That can tell them if someone's lying (laughs) And it's like Like don't you Can't you just torture them Like don't you have ways of kind of Figuring out if someone's lying to you or not Without a magical creature that can read minds
2: Well couldn't you just put a fucking Like uh, a fucking old Steve Monkey helmet on him or something Or here's another idea
1: (laughs) Yeah just watch the fucking hologram that you got.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
1: <laughs> like, I don't it's know. It's completely
2: yeah. The scene, the scene is ridiculous. Um, it was kind of like you were like, this this movie was kind of cooking along a little bit, you know, like it kind of had a that dark feel, and it was it was kind of interesting, and and, and, and you know, like it, it had that different feel to it. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, there's. There's a Lucas scene. Yeah. And even though he has no involvement in this, I would like to I do know that. But you you know, like that seems like a Lucas scene where it's like, let's just we need to have this fucking creature in here. The other thing is we have this blob beast (laughs) that I drew on a napkin. We've got to put it in the movie.
1: Yeah, Saga mentions that, oh well, one of the effects of this is that you'll you'll lose your mind. But then But then, you know, and you'll and later on when they the pilot shows up again, he's briefly kind of in this weird state and then he just snaps out of it and he's okay.
2: So uh, yes. there's
1: no consequence. It's not like, you know, down the road this guy was put in a situation where having gone through this affected him. It all has no impact. It totally
2: didn't. There was no flashback. He didn't have a relapse. It's just pointless fucking scene.
1: Completely pointless. So I was not a fan of that. And when I watched the movie too, I was like, "Fuck this creature!"
2: (laughs) Yep, terrible. Uh,
1: So uh, then, on the flip side, an awesome thing: the rebels uh, they tell K Two S O to stay back, and Cassian and Jin uh, go into uh, Jeddah City, and they're walking through yet another crazy marketplace, and cross paths with Doctor Evazan and Ponda Baba.
2: And that's amazing. And I like this one too because, A, I love Dr. Evazen and Pondababa. And my son loves Dr. Evazen and Pondababa. But they're like minor characters. So it's a nice little callback. I just so like. kind of sly callback.
1: Right? They, they hang out in places where bad things are happening.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're obviously going to be on Tatooine in, in, in a few days. Yes. <laughs> so they're just making the rounds. Uh,
1: so then we get the introduction to uh, Cheer Dimwe.
2: Yes.
1: Uh, so there is a, there's kind of just like a blind dude hanging out, and he senses that Jin is around, so he calls her over, and he senses that she's got this kyber crystal hanging around her neck that her mum gave her, and he can he can sense it.
2: Like I said, unexplained in the movie, but anyway. Well, so the idea
1: with this guy is that he's he's blind, but he he's not a Jedi. But he feels one with the Force, which he so he's makes Force, he, Force he makes sensitive. Sure, he makes sure that you know that, by the way, throughout the movie.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, fucking constantly! Um, he, so I assume there's a sensitivity to the Force. Yeah, much like let's say, let's say uh, Leia. Yes. Right? Who's not a Jedi, but uh, is Force sensitive?
1: Yes. So he's he,
2: got, there's some of that.
1: Yeah. So um, Bayes Malbus is his sidekick, uh, who I love because. He just shoots people.
2: <laughs> He's got his big ass fucking tank gun.
1: Yeah, uh, and just
2: all takes care of that dude. It's
1: yeah, awesome. So they hang out together, and uh, they explain that to Jin that they used to be guardian. Or no, they don't explain. I think w- when when uh, when Cassian pulls her away, he explains that they used to be guardians of the temple, but now that the temple's been is essentially been raided, uh, they have no real role. They just kind of hang out. Yep. Uh, so then, though, n- now we get um, something that I love, which is that yeah. um, as this scene is playing out in the city, and you can tell that there's unrest, you see like an assemblage of Saul Guerrero's people.
2: Oh, yeah, like plotting an attack. And there, of course, there are Imperial troops. Yes. Obviously, because there is an Imperial Star Destroyer um, there. There are troops, and they—they are—they are, they are um, weaponized uh, units. Um, tensions are high. They do mention that this—the place is—is is ready to, 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 to blow up, and you, of course, see um, Sogarer's dudes all getting ready for an attack.
1: So they—they uh, they attack the Empire, and the city basically turns into a war zone right away. I just wrote yep. lots of laser guns.
2: Lots of laser guns.
1: Uh, there is a little kid crying, and Jin saves the little kid. And Gotta then, have that. yes, and then uh, there's a, a really important scene where one of Saw Gerrera's guys is about to toss a grenade into Jin's vicinity, and Cassian shoots him. So That's you get right. the rebel shooting the like the terrorist or that like the counter rebel. Yep. And this becomes important a little bit later.
2: Um, it's a nice. It's, I like it too because it's kind of like you have to kind of watch. Like I mean, it happens, but you might not put two and two together. So it's a nice. Bit of a thinking part.
1: Yeah, uh, Jin is shooting, and she kind of turns around and shoots, and shoots a uh, Imperial droid, and the Imperial droid all dies and falls. And right behind him is K two S O. Awesome. And he's like, "Did you mean to shoot me?" And she's like, uh. "He's all,
2: he's all dubious."
1: Yeah, yeah. She's all no, but K two S O shows up, and he starts, um, he sh- uh, he starts helping out with the the battle as well. It's basically yes. just a battle, right? Uh, the stormtroopers, though, uh, eventually surround Jin and uh, and Cassian, but then fucking uh, this I put this raises Chirrut Imwe's dander. Yep. And so he basically yep. walks out and he's like, "Let them pass," and then he fucking does his ninja moves.
2: All so much karate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just beating them up with a staff. Um, yeah,
2: just yeah, it's pretty it's pretty good.
1: And then of course, when he uh, finishes off the first round of troopers, and the next round comes out. Uh, fucking Baze Malbus just shoots them all. He just fucking mows them down, which is great.
2: Yeah, fantastic.
1: Um, but then, so... (laughs) This is a little weird. So after all the Stormtroopers get mowed down, and we are just left with the robot, and Cassian, Jin, Cherit, and fucking Baze Malbus. (laughs) Yes. They all start talking, and it's all just so quiet. Like, there was just a war, and now nothing is happening.
2: Yeah, it's, 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 uh... I mean, I guess everybody's kind of scattered.
1: I guess. But
2: Are you trying to tell me that you beat every Imperial stormtrooper? Like everybody, and all are... their machines.
1: Well, and clearly you haven't because it's quiet. They're talking, and then all of a sudden, uh, Saul's guys run in, and yep. uh, and trap them all. Yep. So I thought that that was a little bit like okay, like we were just in a major war zone, and now it's all as quiet as uh, fucking uh, as fucking uh, Pear Tree Bay.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, so let's see. Where are we at here? Uh, so Saw's crew comes in and captures the whole posse and brings them back to the fort. Yes. Uh, at this point, the imperial destroyer and all of the ships leave the city, and oh, yes. uh, and we find out why shortly. Oh ye! But everybody fucking uh, the the empire fucks everybody off. fucks off. Yeah. Uh, so. We get back to the to fort and everybody gets locked up into little prison cells except for Jin. And she meets up with Saw and they have a really weak story about why he left her. Like again it's yeah. like I, this doesn't this doesn't really do much for me. Nope. So the idea is that what they he left her behind at one point so he he you know he found girl Jin, like little kid Jin. So yep. I guess he raised her, and she was part yes. of this terrorist tribe. And then I at some point so. he just left her. And then he was like, "Well, you could take care of yourself, but you're also dangerous." And but but <laughs> okay. I but but then he's like, "But I think about you every day." Like this fucking crazy, <laughs> this madman terrorist is like, yeah, "Well, but I have feelings, sense. and I think about you every day." And it's like, "Do you?"
2: Fuck off! Like it's it's it, this is some weak weak uh, exposition and writing.
1: Yeah, it really is. Uh, so, anyways, uh, they, uh, Jin, uh, says that, uh, basically she says, you know what, I don't give a fuck about this. Like, we were supposed to be here to see you and now we're here. And, uh, she basically says, like, she couldn't give a shit if the Empire rules the universe. Like, she's done her part and she wants to leave. Yep. And we get the fucking, like, you know, some writer must have really jacked off over this line where it's like, <laughs> oh, you, uh, you won't notice the rebel flag if you, or the uh, empire flag if you don't look up. <laughs> yeah. <a> <laughs> Gross. Gross. Uh, so, uh, but then saws like, come see this video. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hey, the video is sweet video. And the video is your favorite, a hologram.
2: Ah, uh, the holograms. Yes. Yeah. Star Wars staple.
1: Yeah. Uh, so before the hologram starts, though, we cut back to uh, Krennic and Tarkin bickering some more.
2: Uh, always arguing.
1: Yeah, but then uh, they're like, "Well, we're gonna fucking test this machine," and uh, now you realize why they've left uh, Jeddah is because they're going to blast Jeddah City with the Death Star as a test.
2: Awesome. And we get uh, do we get to get upside down Death Star yet at this point?
1: Uh, I believe so.
2: Awesome. Yes, I love upside down Death Star. Uh,
1: so back on uh, Jeddah, the rebels who are imprisoned uh, notice that. The pilot is in the next cell. I do like that Baseball this is like, Imperial pilot, I'm going to kill him.
2: That's so good.
1: <laughs> but of, so course, good. of course they don't. And uh, Cassian talks to him through the cell. And again, the pilot's all zoned out. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, I'm better. All right,
2: dudes. <laughs> Let's go, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so then uh, Jin watches the hologram of her father. Okay, I yeah. have notes. I have notes here too. All
2: right, go for it.
1: So he tells her that he has created a weakness in the Death star and that the plans are hidden and that she needs to get him or to get the plans. Yes. So my first question is, why did he just send the plans?) <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know, right? My second question or like, is. My pull second question up to is, the hologram video feed and just be like, here's the plans right here. Okay, so this my, is what you got to do. Cuz it's not fucking hard. Yeah,
1: so my second question is, let's just say because you know, you find out later in the movie that these plans are pretty heavily guarded, right? Yeah. So let's just say that they're under lock and key. Couldn't you just yeah. say it in the video? <laughs> well,
2: couldn't you just say like, um, if he was thermal like... Thermal exhaust port, blah, 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 find it, and you'll you'll blow it up. Yeah, I've,
1: Yeah, I've, there's a thermal exhaust port. It's located here. There's got to be a fucking engineer working with the rebels. Explain it to him, and he'll know what I'm talking about. Yep. But, uh anyway, And then
2: if you don't know, you know, you could go steal the plants if you need to. But really, this should be enough.
1: Yeah. Now, also... But then we wouldn't have a movie. Then he talks about how he loves his kid. Like, it's like, okay. Like... Like the, the, the content of the message is like Uh This planet killer has a weakness and here's uh there are plans, you need to find them. And then he goes on for like ten minutes about his kid. Yeah. I don't know.
2: You know, and I gotta say. So this dude worked on the on the Death Star when it when it started. He had a wife and a kid and he was he was up there and he 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 didn't like what was going on. So so he leaves. Then he gets pulled back, and then he builds in a a flaw. What I'm wondering is, you're already on the inside. You could. Why didn't you just build the flaw in the first time? And instead of you know like dooming your your uh, your family to the life of running around, and then in the end you know you lose them all anyway and have to go back and do it. Probably could have just gotten away with just building the flaw in originally. Yeah. <laughs> but again, we wouldn't have a movie. Now, what's
1: good about this whole thing the is that... The world's
2: worst saboteur, by the way. <laughs> he only needed to go so fucking perfect in order to become the saboteur when he could have just done it from the beginning. Terrible.
1: Um, what's good about this whole thing, now that we've bitched about it enough, is that, you know, one of the big question marks in A New Hope is, how, like, how does this tiny little flaw exist within this massive machine? So at least we, at least we address it.
2: it. It is addressed. Um, I question facing a whole movie around it but hey you know it's a thrill ride
1: now you know what I will say this as well in terms of his in terms of like what he actually set up What what is a Star Wars movie without a set of really convoluted plans
2: well it, it's not a Star Wars movie exactly so, so it has to be this way
1: uh, so <laughs> meanwhile what's awesome is that while he's giving this message in the background like you get you get like the quiet music and him talking but the fucking Death Star all blast Jetta City that's so good. And that's fucking fantastic. The Death Star is the best. So good.
2: Uh, th- that's the best part for me I love about this movie is we all get a little more up close and personal with the Death Star.
1: Yeah, because the Death Star ended up being kind of like a pussy weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like in both movies, what right? It really like,
2: did. It got blown up so easily.
1: It blasted one planet. It this one took
2: long, took long ass to build compared to the second one. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I think it gets a little bit of its due.
1: Yeah, I it really. It's it show it's
2: it's it's how just how uh, it gets to show kind of how uh, it, it, the diversity of of its of its abilities. It's great. Yeah. yeah, it can go upside down. It can it can fucking blow up a city or a planet. It's great.
1: Uh, so when the when the blast happens, the planet starts to shake, and the rebels uh escape their cells, and they're basically like, "Well, we're gonna get the fuck out of here," and. Yeah. Cassian comes in is pulling Jin away and uh Sogarer is like I'm not going anywhere. And then we get the That's... terrible terrible line. <laughs> Save yeah. the rebellion. Save the dream.
2: <laughs> oh, disgusting. That was awful. And, Honestly, Sogarer couldn't leave this movie fast enough. And then yeah, and then
1: he you. stays behind the rebel. Basically the rebels escape in the ship and the rest of the planet pretty much gets wiped out including Sogarer and it was just like how unnecessary was this character in the end?
2: Yeah, you know what? This whole there's some cool stuff on this planet. Uh, and there's some cool scenes, but really kind of pointless because there could have just been an easier way. Yeah. Just to get from point A to point B. And in a movie, you kinda want to take the you know, the path of least resistance <laughs> to get to things. And instead we get a character that um, that dies immediately, you know, within, you know, fifteen minutes. Um, who is you know fairly unlikable, um, says some dumb things, um, I guess it's kind of interesting because he's you know, he's got his little mask and, and and robot legs, but really like it was kind of pointless to me. Um, I was glad to see him gone. I didn't have to hear about Saw Guerrera anymore.
1: <laughs> so uh, after the blast happens, uh, Tarkin tells Krennic that he's taking over the weapon.
2: Such a fucking dick move, I love it.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: it works good, now Now I'm the boss.
1: Yeah, but then Tarkin rightfully notes that Krennic fucked up and allowed the pilot to defect in the first place. Yep. Uh, so the rebels who have escaped uh, decide that they're going to change course and they're going to pla- uh, head to another planet called Edu. Yes. Uh, because they know that Galen Erso is there. <clears throat> yes. Uh, Jin tells them about the message, but Cassian doesn't uh, believe that uh that the message like he's not quite sure about it yep and so she convinces them to go get Galen so that he can give the info personally but of course uh deep down Cassian just wants to kill the guy yep uh so they crash land on edu and uh when they crash the ra- land the, the
2: rainy planet
1: the rainy planet yeah and when they crash land at that point, the rebel base uh, also loses contact with them. So yes. they decide to send a hit squad out. So they send uh, some ships. It's to awesome. You. Yes.
2: It's fucking great. Yeah. I love this part. I just love the fact that it's like just everything that it sets up is fantastic. Uh,
1: so um, uh, Cassian leaves the ship. And he's like, like, I'm just going to go explore. <laughs> Basically. <Yeah. laughs>
2: He's not, he's not entirely convincing.
1: Yeah, it takes the pilot with him, and uh, Chirrut is, uh senses. He's like, oh, well, there's a certain sense around them when they're about to kill somebody. Yeah. And, <laughs> and K2 sos like, and his weapon was set to sniper. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, uh, Jin then leaves the ship, and she sees this platform where her father is, and we get... <laughs> You know, what we establish here, which is important for many parts throughout the movie, is that, I guess, like, if you had a video game, uh, Jin's skill would be climbing and hanging on to things.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And, well, she throws she throws a
1: good working punch, too. <laughs> yes. So she climbs, like, a giant ladder to yeah. to get to this platform where where uh, her father is. Uh, meanwhile, Krennic shows up on the planet, and he confronts Galen and Urso, and the engineers. He lines them all up. And uh, initially, it's it's thought that he's going to give them praise for the test. But then he's like, yeah. you know, one of you is a fucking traitor. Uh, which one is nope. it? And he's like, if you don't tell me, I'm going to kill all of you. So Galen steps up and says he sent the message. And then they kill all the engineers anyways. Of course. And again, again by the it. way, leading me to believe. So they don't have a problem doing this. But again, Galen, like many years ago, just could walk away
2: from this. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I don't. I don't. Under, I guess. I, do they feel they need him still? Because I don't see why. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like, like, like. Well, maybe they were gonna. You know, he was gonna go into some serious interrogation. We don't actually know.
1: No. Uh, so, so
2: I mean, he was still. A, he's an asset, regardless. I mean, the others aren't an asset. They, 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 they're just that the scientists and engineers, um, you know, know nothing, and maybe that's why they were just killed. It's like. Maybe they knew just too much. Maybe he knows enough that they wanted they want to take him back and have that blob monster. I'll eat his brains or whatever the fuck. That that wasn't
1: doing. their blob monster. That blob monster is no, dead. No, that was a joke. Come on. Oh okay. Hey, maybe they. <laughs> no. Hey, you know what? Hey, there's got to be there's got to be uh, like a whole species of these though, right? So there has to be. Maybe the empire but has one, one of their own.
2: Cage somewhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> but hey, good joke. Yeah. Thanks. Uh. So. Uh, Cassian is lined up, uh, kind of across the ridge, uh, with a sniper, but he just can't do it.
2: Can't he? Can't bring himself to pull the trigger.
1: He's like Shazam, the Cisco Genie. He can't get the fucking job done.
2: That's right.
1: <laughs> uh, so uh, the rebel ships then show up, and we get an air battle. Uh, great. They blow up the bridge with Jin, Galen, and Krennic on it. Um, yep. Then, so. Then we get Chirrut all taking out a fucking TIE fighter with a crossbow. Eh. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, not a fan of that. He all just fucking bow and arrows a cr- fucking TIE fighter. <laughs> Dumb. That's some bullshit. Yep. Uh, not the only instance by the way where something gets destroyed a little too easily. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Krennic escapes on his ship. Um, when the ship leaves yeah. it all blows Jin over the ledge but she hangs on because she's so good at hanging on to things.
2: Yeah, she's like in Lego Batman, where, where, where Batman and not the movie, the video game, the first one, where it's all so much hanging on 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 bars. Can you can you tell that we just bought that? And we've been playing it.
1: Yes. Uh, so then she reunites with Galen, who's been blown up uh, by the the ship, and he dies.
2: And he dies in her arms. Yes. And but it's I like it because it sets up that that mistrust that lasts about what ten minutes.
1: Yes, that's right. Uh, like so, this big
2: thing you're kind of like honestly I feel like okay so so I get it it's like I, when, I, when I saw it I was like oh shit because it's clearly the rebels that, that caused that to happen they came in and they bombed the fuck out of the place and her dad died and I'm like fuck now there's going to be some tension some you know like we can see her like you know not you know not wanting to cooperate or, or hating the rebels you know but of course we spent so much time on another planet with all this stuff that didn't really matter We don't have time to, like, explore anything that, like, means something. Yep. It's kind of like, she's just going to get over it real fucking quick.
1: (laughs) Uh, So, because their ship that they landed on was destroyed, uh, they find an Imperial (laughs) ship. And fortunately, they have an Imperial pilot and an Imperial droid. Very nice. Uh, So they conveniently find this Imperial ship and take off. And, uh, yes, then we get, like, the five-minute fight on the ship. uh, With... Uh, where Jin calls casting out for wanting to kill her dad, and he says he didn't, and of course it doesn't matter because he's fucking dead. It doesn't uh,
2: matter at all. Yeah, and he didn't. He didn't kill him, so you know, and he could have. And but, you know, hey.
1: the only thing, the one thing I do like about this fight, though, is, uh, and I talk, talked about this when I uh, we did get our, our little summary a few weeks or a few months ago now, is that yeah. we at least establish here that you know because you get. You get this in movies where you get caught up with the hero because they're the story you know the best, but we do get Cassian yep. being like, you know, like yours, yours is not the only life who sucks, <laughs> like exactly, like it sucks for all of us, dude. So shut the fuck up.
2: Yep, awesome. Yep. Uh,
1: so the let's see. Uh, all right. So Krennic goes to Mustafar.
2: Awesome. Awesome awesome awesome
1: So Darth Vader has just <laughs> this big temple
2: It's fucking amazing You know what I'm such a fucking mark Oh yes For Darth It's it's ridiculous It's all Darth and Death Star Such a mark So I don't care anything about it It's like he has a temple On the planet where he fucking Almost burned to death
1: Yeah And where he hangs out in his little fucking tub Yep you know, just fucking... Uh, what's it called? Those fucking regeneration tubs?
2: Oh, he's got like a... Uh, he's in like a bacta tank. Yeah. It's, a, it's fucking great.
1: So he's in there. Tarkin shows up. They do the dramatic, like the fucking door opens and you see the big Vader shadow. Yep. And and he fucking walks in and the uh, and fucking Krennic all grovels to him. <laughs> and whines
2: and complains.
1: But what I like... There are two things that I like about that, that Darth Vader says here. Yep. One is that I love how you know because Darth Vader ultimately believes that the Force is stronger than anything, yep. so he's almost like annoyed by the whole Death Star. Yeah, like he's like this thing causes trouble. Like it's more trouble than it's worth.
2: Well, that and that <clears throat> and that and that he goes on to say that in essentially the Force, same kind of thing.
1: Yep. Uh, also, what so, I so like. Good. Uh, also, what I like is that he establishes that there is no Death Star. <laughs> I love it. He's like, We're, we told the fucking uh, Imperial Senate that it was a mining disaster. Yep. That's There's a hell no, of a
2: what, what What Death Star? <laughs> what, that's what? What so, what
1: so, so I love that too. And then of course, Krennic's like, I'm still in charge, right? And then uh, he gets force choked, but not not to death.
2: No, just just, just a little bit. Just enough so a that. Little, give it, give it a little bit of how, how you do him.
1: Yeah, just enough so that Darth can get his fucking pun in.
2: Uh, he quips a, a terrible joke, a terrible pun. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that one alone
1: hey i was a fan
2: it cons- yeah, i didn't i didn't i didn't really care i was like oh yeah
1: i was like that's not the worst thing that anakin's um, ever you know, said
2: james earl jones yeah he just doesn't i uh, you know again it's it's uh it, it's fine i didn't dislike it i was just like yeah he could have just walked away
1: <laughs> he could have
2: could have just ignored him it would have been awesome but anyway
1: uh so that's the first darth vader scene
2: Sums so, up to the Lava Temple though, that was fucking great.
1: So then we are back to um Yavin Four. Yes. And uh the Rebel Alliance is now debating what they're gonna do, and basically the you know, the, the majority of them are like, We're fucked. Like this Death Star is we're fucked. We gotta get the hell out of here. Yep. And so Jin pleads to them to fight, and they decide to by that the they way, don't. just
2: some random person. He's like, hey, we got to fight.
1: She's all of a sudden just like a head voice at the table. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, but of course uh, they they ultimately decide not to. And yep. so she leaves, but then uh, a little band um, of can rebels. I, can
2: I jump in quickly? Because yep. I got to say my favorite part of the scene is all fucking Anderson from Sherlock. He's all one of, the, one of the main dudes who's all like <laughs> doesn't want to do anything. Awesome.
1: Uh, so I should also note, because then we get the next scene where... There's a band of rebels that are like, you know what, we're we're gonna fucking do this. Like we agree yep. with you and we want to do this. But it, you know, I just love how the the pilot and Chirrut and Bay's they all just kind of get thrown together and all of a sudden they're just a gang. They're like, let's do this.
2: They're like a fucking elite team. Yes, uh, they are a band of rogues.
1: Yes. Uh, so they uh, they decide that they're going to fucking go out on their own. And uh, I didn't mind their... this
2: whole scene. I thought it was pretty good. It was like, you know what? We've been fighting this for this long. Let's just go. And there's a bunch of dudes ready to go. By and the I... way, I emphasis on a bunch of dudes. Yes. <laughs> Again, for all that, for all the baby boys out there,
1: <laughs> it's so who, many who guys. Don't, who don't
2: like? It's all. It's all just just a big fucking sausage fest. <laughs> Jesus
1: uh i do like th- i also do like where k2 is like i'll be there for you jin cassian said i had to <laughs> that's so good that's a good line
2: now we get to the worst part of the movie
1: um you you can tell me yet? Uh, i don't know you tell me
2: well they they they, they fly away uh not yet uh, and we we get a cameo no we don't not yet okay
1: no be patient we're still okay. a ways away <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I got I got to let
2: you carry this. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the uh what happens is that uh the volunteers get into the Imperial ship and they're told like you don't have clearance to take, to take that ship. And right. the, they yeah. give so they give the call sign that we're Rogue 1. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and they uh they leave. And oh, then you. and then, right after that happens, fucking uh, inside, we have Mon Mothma and Jimmy Smiths talking about Obi-Wan and Princess Leia. Awesome. So they make reference to, to them. It's uh, so good. Now, uh, I, here's what I wrote next. The Empirical Shuttle has an access code that will allow them to sneak into the shield door. LOL, that old trick. <laughs> because, of course, the they cool use that trick. It, does. it was in Jedi that they did that, too.
2: <clears throat> and I I can't complain because I quite enjoyed Force Awakens and there was a lot of that. So
1: uh, yes, uh, hey, you know
2: what? At least it's established as this is the first time it works, so that's good.
1: Uh, so they are headed to a planet, and I've written the name of the planet down. But I, what's it called? Uh, Scarif. Scarif. Yeah. So Scarif is where the uh, this this tower is that has all the uh, all the information like the Death Star plans, and Scarif well, is being and, yeah. And what yeah. I like about this is that Scarif has a shield up, but for once you actually see the fucking machine. It's not like a shield where it's like, oh, it it comes off of this uh, this other like Battle planet or something. It's yeah. there's actually a device that has like an opening that ships can pass yeah. through.
2: It's kind of cool. And hey, listen, I didn't mind that there was a shield on Endor, no, or on the moon of Endor. There, I, th- that was fine. I I thought that was kind of cool too, especially well, when they they were able to show it. There wasn't. But a sh- I do like seeing an actual like showing the like when they would show the planet like the little hologram of it in Jedi or whatever I didn't think
1: it, there wasn't a covers. shield on the moon was there there was a shield No the shield
2: generator was on the moon
1: Yeah to the death star
2: And it, and it made the shield came off of the moon and went around the death star
1: I guess the death star is uh too big to have its own shield because all the imperial destroyers have their own shields and and all the capital ships for the Rebels yeah. have their yeah, own shield. It doesn't shield. have its
2: own shield. No, it doesn't so the, have its own shield.
1: So you invest all that into this fucking planet killer, but you don't give it a shield.
2: Hey, they learned their lesson. Uh, the fucking First Order, they knew what to do.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, so, anyways, uh, so-, so
2: I would like I would like to just jump in here with a thought because so Scarif is great because here's the thing: if you're a Star Wars fan, you're so used to fucking sand planets and bullshit. It's nice to see a fucking beach planet with fucking palm trees but i have to take issue with the fact that your main data center is in the fucking wettest dampest place it could possibly be <laughs> what the fuck if i'm if i'm if, if you're the empire if you're the empire it's like why aren't you putting your main data center on a on an ice planet where it could be all nice and cool <laughs> but it's all, all hot,
1: it's all hot and wet
2: <laughs> it's all hot and wet <laughs> It, it's like the dumbest place to have a, your main data center but anyway I, I i digress it's just a little little aside i'm not the first person to say this plenty of people have brought that up it's usually us, us fucking nerds who all work on computers all day <laughs>
1: so oh, we get, oh it can't be that wet so the ship gets clearance to land so it's kind of making its approach and of course then we get fucking Jin all giving the big motivational speech uh, of course which is you know unnecessary
2: yep these uh, guys were all ready to go. I don't know why you gotta hype them up anymore, but okay.
1: Then we get another plan that's been used many times. It's all dress up like the bad guys.
2: So good. <laughs> so for, knock out a couple baddies. You know the baddies. The
1: baddies come into the ship and they get knocked out, and then uh, Jin and Cassian dress up like them, and they bring the Imperial droid with them. So uh, they pretend, and then there's fucking sneaking that's about to happen, which is great too. Oh yeah good stuff. Uh so basically the plan for these rebels that have landed is that uh they are to spread out as far as they can in different sections of the planet and set up uh bombs.
2: Yeah, they're spreading out into that this, of that complex.
1: Yeah. So th- and, and they, they don't
2: go all over the planet, but they do go around the complex setting up fucking uh booby traps. Yeah. And the- they're essentially to draw the attention away from the main center of the, of the data center so they can so so that Cassie and Jin and k2 can sneak around
1: well there's and the idea here is that there's not many of them because it's just one ship full of them but if yeah. they if they strategically blow up things they can make it appear like they're everywhere
2: exactly it's 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 a, it's a good plan
1: yeah uh, meanwhile krennic shows up on the planet so he lands Yes. Uh, then, with the sneaking that's happening inside the data center, uh, when they have to find out where the map is, the, we all have fucking K2SO all, uh, you know, basically it's all a dead Imperial robot and he's all extracting the information from it. That's it's great.
2: awesome because, cause like, you would normally yeah. have it be like, here goes R2. With his little USB fucking thing, this dude all fucking kills another droid and all stabs him in the back of the head. Yeah, to get and to- all extracts all the data, amazing.
1: Um, so then, uh, what he did, what he deciphers is, well, the the plans are here, but you have to go through like you know dozens of stormtroopers, and we're never going to make it. Yeah. Um, but then at that point this is where they uh, they blow up the bombs. So the bombs blow up. You get a really good scene where Krennic is way up in the observation tower and you hear the explosions and you look out and you see the explosions happening in various locations. Awesome. And this is where at this point this fucking movie picks up so much.
2: It really does.
1: Like this, this, is, where, this is
2: where it becomes a, 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 a tremendous film.
1: Yeah. Like we're fucking off to the races here. So, yeah. So, uh, let's see, and it's it's actually kind of hard to keep up with the notes too, but uh, here we go.
2: Do your best.
1: Yeah, so, um, duh, duh, duh. back on the Death Star, uh, Tarkin is told of the incursion on Scarif and decides to put the Death Star into hyperspace, which is the fucking best. So good! And we had talked about this with Phil when we were doing some of the older reviews, like, can it go to hyperspace? And Phil had said yes, but at least here they confirm. They're all set yes, to jump to hyperspace. Work. By the way, if a fucking thing that big goes into hyperspace, that's got to fuck up shit all around the galaxy.
2: It really does, right? Because, uh, again, I don't know much about the uh, the physics behind it. But there are definitely rules.
1: Well, I... Uh, population- I. I actually passed uh, Intro to Cosmology with a B+. Nice. Uh, I took it as a telecourse and uh, from what I remember, it was my one science course to get my <laughs> to get nice. my arts degree. And uh, I-, I-, I remember enough from that that I believe that a Death Star going into hyperspace would fuck some shit up. Absolutely. Uh, that should have been my fucking uh, thesis. It's all my paper. Well,
2: uh, I guess uh, Tarkin doesn't give a shit.
1: No, of course not. Fuck uh, okay so then the rebels are able to intercept a message that the battle is happening because they're, they don't have the rebel ship, but they're monitoring Imperial messages. So they hear the message that there's a battle happening, um, on Scarif and they're like, well, we've got to fight. Now we're in.
2: Yep. They don't have a choice. It's like our, our guys are there
1: and started uh, it. So we better go help out. And now that all these ships are taking off, we get your favorite scene.
2: Okay. I I mixed it up. I thought it was earlier. Um, they fucking jam EPO into this movie. (laughs) It just fucking bothers me. Like, I could we have a Star Wars movie without that fucking dipshit? Seriously. Like, I don't know who who likes C three Po. Completely unlikable character. And uh, I was just like, fuck you, Meepio.
1: <laughs>
2: and he makes some dumb comment, of course. Fuck him.
1: Yeah. All right. So. N-
2: <laughs> Shut up, Meepio.
1: Uh, we're back on. So now we're back on Scarif, and uh, there is okay. still a battle happening. Um, and we get the fucking AT-ATs that come in. Awesome. And that's great. And then the Rebels show up and all of a sudden we have this epic space battle.
2: So there's like, you got sneaking around, uh, you've got a ground battle on, a, on with beach stormtroopers and AT-ATs mm-hmm. and, other, and other, um, other awesome troopers, and then you have space battle all at the same time. Tremendous.
1: Yes. Uh, so one thing that I do like here is that before the shield closes, fucking Blue Squad- Squadron all manages to get in. Yeah, so it's fucking great! Because it explains why you never hear from them ever again. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Cassian, uh, back uh, down on uh, Scarif, uh, uses his little communicator to tell Bodhi who's back in the uh, ship that yep. uh, they need to send send a signal up to the rebel fleet in order to open the shield. Because what happens is that when the battle starts, the uh, Empire closes the shield up. And at that point, yep. now they they can't physically bring the plans back and they can't broadcast the plans back.
2: That's right. It's a, it's a hell of a shield.
1: Yes. It can stop fucking wireless data. Yep. Uh, because, of
2: course, if you enjoy the transfer of data... This is your fucking movie.
1: Yes. It's like we have a problem with this data transfer. We need to solve it.
2: Uh, yes, exactly. So uh, um, yeah, so they gotta get they gotta get the shield open. You know, a classic Star Wars trope. Yeah, so gotta get that shield down.
1: <laughs> so Cassian tells Bodhi that they've gotta send a signal up, so he's gotta find a calm link to get up there. Yep. Um then alright, now another thing that that bothers me. So we get the scene with the ATAT. Where um, fucking Bayes Malbus shoots it with a rocket launcher, and uh, it doesn't impact it, and it's about to shoot all the rebels, and then a fucking um, a fucking X-Wing just comes in and blows it up. What?
2: Well, okay, so first of all, the, it's, the scene starts awesome. He'll blast it, and it all like, shakes it off like a fucking dog. Yeah. <laughs> so good. But yeah, I guess, I mean, here's the thing. I don't mind it because it's about time we see the X-wings doing some fucking shit, right? Cuz we've seen them in Force Awakens, pretty awesome, but that's Poe, he's the best. And you've seen like you see the X-wings flying around and you know they they do a pretty good job, but I I'm, I'm glad to see it like fuck something up. And cuz those of, are big fucking ships, dude.
1: Of course the problem we have with this whole thing is that in Empire when the AT-ATs are there, they can't be shot, so they have to fucking do this convoluted thing where they all tie up its legs.
2: Well, that's true, but I'm, yeah, I'm wondering if those, if those little, uh, those little, uh, snow speeder things that they had were not, just couldn't get it done. And they were too far away for the cannons. I don't know. You know, hey. Well,
1: anyways, the X-Wing team I, was- I
2: enjoyed seeing, it. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an X-Wing mark. So, you know, it's like, ah, oh, fucking X-Wing. Good job, buddy.
1: Uh, another thing that's great is that back at the space battle, Red Team is fucking fighting and fucking Red 5 gets destroyed. Yep. Red 5, which would later become fucking Luke Skywalker's call signal.
2: There you go. Uh,
1: so then back... They in, had an opening. I know, right? They're like, all right, well, <laughs> this guy died. <laughs> yep. In this battle that we never reference <laughs> anymore. <Yep. laughs> like a pretty epic battle that they just don't ever fucking mention. They're just like, "We, well, we got the plans.
2: Here I they are. I just wanted to... Uh, I, sh- I I should have said this at the start, but I, I want to reference that uh, my favorite thing about the Honest trailer about, about Rogue One is where it's like, get ready to meet all new characters or but it's all but uh, but uh, oh, what was it the, like don't get too attached <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> cause it's like you know again this battle's never referenced none of these dudes are referenced <laughs> and here, we're gonna to find out why
1: uh, so back in the uh, com tower uh, they find yeah. where the where the plans are so k2 is trying to f- help them find it because it's in this big like tower again yeah. like a data bank and yeah. while they're searching for it K2 has to buy them time So he fucking shuts all the doors And there are troopers coming in And he's fucking blasting them And trying to find it's the plans amazing. And That's awesome. uh, he finally Locates them and then gets killed
2: That was fucking sad dude
1: And he's the first one They basically just shoot the fuck out of him right Yeah he
2: just gets fucking He gets. He goes down in a hail of laser bullets
1: And you all you all get his like, like fucking Terminator Where his eyes just fucking shut off It's so sad Ugh.
2: So sad. Anyway,
1: uh, but any- um,
2: I would like I would like to point out the ridiculousness of their tapes, their data tape system. There, there had to have been a better way. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but I guess it's not as exciting.
1: They pull out like a device when they find the data tape. They pull it out. The device is bigger than like a fucking, uh, like a fucking hard drive, like an external hard drive. It's all giant. She has to fucking sling it to her it's belt. It's
2: got a handy fuck up to your belt.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like, I like that they
2: got to use little robot arms to get down
1: I love how it's like uh, Here's your data tape Now with belt fling yeah.
2: <laughs> So like when I used to have a zip drive And I carried it in a little bag <laughs> I thought it was so cool
1: So she fucking slings it to her belt And now they have to do more climbing Another of giant course. tower But uh, Krennic shows up And he starts blasting at them uh, Jin escapes but Cassian gets blasted off And onto a uh, Onto a uh, just a, like a platform a little lower below, but you don't kind of don't know what his fate is at that point.
2: He takes a he takes he takes quite a bump though.
1: Yes, he does. Uh,
2: so then yeah, back so, so 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 it's unknown what what his fate will be. So back out
1: in the battle, uh, there is uh, again there the com like the wiring for the com has been set up, but they have to open the link, and the link is all just on this fucking station that's out in the middle of a battlefield.
2: And it's like a fucking, it's a fucking switch. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like a, it's like an analog fucking, like, uh, like if you had a shifter on an old car video game. Yeah. Or like if you used to do, like I used to do analog video editing and it was, or, or when we working in a production truck, it was like, that was your switcher. It's like from, you know, camera one to camera two. It's like, ding, 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 ding. it's it's ridiculous looking.
1: Yeah. So, uh, they have to get to it and there's a battle happening. So fucking cheer at Imwe. Uh, talks about how he loves the Force. By the way, there's a scene earlier where Jin says, like, oh, the For- may the Force be with us. And the dude looks like he's going to come.
2: Oh, God, I know, right?
1: He's just so happy to hear about the Force. He's like, yeah. Y'all lo- loves the Force. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, talks about how the Force is with him, and he walks through the lasers, and nothing gets him. He nope. flicks the switch, so he opens the comm link, and then he gets blown up by a grenade. Yes. Yes. So fucking Bayes Malbus runs out to him, and it's his friend, and he. uh gets done. It, And the dude dies, and then Bayes Malbus goes on a fucking rampage, and he gets blown up. Yep. So they're all dying now. They are.
2: They're dropping all over the place.
1: Uh, now, what I do love though is these are pretty heroic deaths. Meanwhile, Bodhi, the pilot, opens yep. the link. He calls up to the rebels, and he's like, "You've got to get that shield down," which yep. you think is kind of their goal, anyways. Like, why else are they battling up there?
2: Well, yeah, they want to get. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, <laughs> like they want to get in the, of, They want to get to yeah. the planet. Yeah, they, they're 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 trying to open it.
1: Yeah, but anyways, um, and then right after that, I love this because someone just all throws a grenade in the fucking ship and blows him up. Like not a heroic death at all. Nope. And I like that. That,
2: that dirty traitor, eh?
1: Yeah, he just dies. <laughs> nice yep. and simple. Uh, so. Jin gets to the top of the tower. She loads up the plans and then is told that she has to reset the uh the satellite dish basically. Now
2: folks, for those listening who haven't watched Rogue One and just, you know, just want to listen to us talk about it. And but you've seen the trailer. No, a tie fighter does not fly up in front of her. That's just in the trailer. There are plenty of things in that trailer that didn't make this movie by the way.
1: Yeah, so this scene Darth
2: Vader looking at a screen uh, 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 Forrest Whitaker with 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 like no hair In other scenes uh, There's a few other ones But yes some uh, a bunch of stuff didn't make this movie Things get cut just the way it is But yeah I felt a little robbed I was like when's this TIE fighter showing up I was so excited
1: Well and the whole point I think of this this thing happening Is that it's, it's all for this TIE fighter scene Yeah Like there's no other point in her running out down that platform At all No uh, but of There's course,
2: no point. And I was like, "Where's the Tie Fighter?" Because that looked fucking cool.
1: But of course, she gets blown over the edge of it and hangs on, Batman style. <laughs> uh, climbs back up and then gets confronted by Krennic. Yep. Uh, and this this might be the worst line in the whole movie. Krennic confronts Jin. He says, "Who are you?" And defiantly, Jin says to him, "And let me finish this." <sighs> You know who I am. I'm Gennero. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Y'all didn't know who she was. I, I, you like.
1: But I just love how she's all like, "You know who I am," and then she tells him who she is.
2: <laughs> I know, and it funny too because it's not like the dude no is no selling you. Yeah, he probably really didn't know who you were. How would he know who you were? <laughs> exactly
1: right. Um, so they're confronting each other. And uh, and then Cassian shows up and just shoots Krennic. He's like, "I'm back, I'm back, boom!" Yeah. But I should mention that I do appreciate and um, who's the actor that plays Krennic or uh, Cassian? Uh, it is played. I, I uh, here I can't we remember go. The name. Diego Luna. I do love he's his French playing
2: uh, Tony Montana in a Scarface
1: remake. I do love his uh, his accent though. It's all kind of French.
2: Yeah, I, I remember. Like you know, like I was like, "Is this dude French?" No, he's uh, he's uh, he's from uh, is he from Spain?
1: Uh, I'm guessing. Let me click on his link, and I will tell you. He, uh, uh, well, Mexico City. But you're close. Oh, so he's
2: here. Okay. <laughs>
1: uh, so then, meanwhile, uh, we get back up in space in the space battle. Uh, yes. A imperial destroyer's engines are disabled. Awesome. And the rebels decide that they're going to find, and I believe they call it a hammerhead corvette. Yep which is a ship that basically rams another ship. So they ram the the disabled imperial destroyer and fucking all ram it through another one. That's the best.
2: That is amazing. They they collide and crash into the gate. Yeah. And the shield fucking is disabled. So amazing. That, so
1: that's our great space expo- space explosion for this movie.
2: And you know what? It is it is one of the better it is one of the best ones.
1: It's fucking it awesome. Is, it is
2: it is it is it is it is a fucking sexy scene.
1: Um. So then, uh, once that happens, and it's confirmed that the plans can get uh, relayed up, they get relayed up. Yep. And as this happens, they upload to the server. <laughs>
2: uploading plans. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: Essentially, that's what happened. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um. So then, though, as this happens, the rebels are like. We've detected a massive object, and it's all the fucking Death Star coming over the horizon. Seriously, awesome. like this movie, if you if you don't like the whole movie, like how can you hate the last half hour of this movie?
2: I feel the exact same way. It's
1: all so many fucking mark-out moments.
2: I know, that Death Star, fucking
0: great.
1: Yeah, so the Death Star comes looming over horizon. So the Rebels, now that their job is done... Uh, they haul ass after seeing the Death Star blast Skerik. They're like, let's get the fuck out of here. And acknowledge, like, well, everyone down there is dead.
2: Yeah, basically.
1: Uh, so the Death Star blasts the uh, the planet. Uh, yeah, they, they,
2: you... they, 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 the, the Empire takes out their own base, their own data center uh just to uh just to you know like it's it's that's that's Tarkin style it's like fuck it let's just blow the whole fucking thing up
1: yeah so they <laughs> blow it all up uh you get uh, Jin and Cassian uh head down to the the beachfront and they die
2: <laughs> yeah they hug on the beach as the tidal wave rolls in
1: because now we've gone from uh them uh, not trusting each other to like almost being lovers
2: well, they're about to die.
1: Yeah, all right. I'll give it to them.
2: I'll, 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 ta- I'll, I'll make that leap. Um, you know, it's their last moments on, on Scarif. I was going to say on Earth. Uh, what?
1: Yes. Um, and so they die. And uh, then we get the fucking, I'm sorry, this is the best thing that ever happened in Star Wars. The next, like, three minutes. All right. And it starts off great. You made, I don't know if you agree, but I, I think that it's great.
2: So it's th- um. Let me see. Do I agree? Uh to a point. Yes. So it starts off where
1: now you're back up in the imperial destroyer, looking out the window, and it's just quiet, yep. and you're just looking at the blast, and fucking Darth Vader's all looking at the blast. So good. And then he's like, "Let's fucking prepare a boarding ship." Yep. Well, and what's s-
2: those fucking plans?
1: Yeah. So then you go over to where the rebels get the plans uploaded, and they pull out their little USB stick.
2: In their little dork helmets, awesome
1: (laughs) And it's just a bunch of fucking rebel jobbers
2: (laughs) I know, just like the start of of episode 4, so this is great
1: Like, you could not have a fucking bigger band of geeks Nope And so they're like, alright, let's get this going And all of a sudden, the lights go out And they turn around, and it's fucking dark And then the fucking lightsaber shows up And it's all Darth Vader And he fucking slaughters them
2: Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool.
1: And there are so many good like I was actually um looking at like Star Wars facts first time in the movies where he uses his red lightsaber to fucking kill non Jedi. Awesome. Yeah, he's just fucking he's just fucking killing dudes because that's what he does. But he all he uses the force, so he fucking he fucking levitates one guy into the ceiling and then does a big fucking twist. With yep. the lightsaber to kill him, he fucking force. Uh, he fucking force uh, throws all the guns away. He force yep. chokes a guy against the wall. He fucking one of the doors that gets shut. He all opens it by fucking stabbing a guy with the the lightsaber and puts it through the door too. Awesome. <laughs> so good. Opens the second one. All <laughs> these jobbers are all so scared.
2: Oh, they're just running, <laughs>
1: running for their lives. Yeah, yeah, they're like, "Help me." <laughs> <laughs> essentially it's and then uh, but then of course they uh they get the fucking usb stick away on an escape pod. And then on the escape pod they do say get the other escape pods ready, which is great. Yep. Cuz that's foreshadowing. Uh Darth Vader stands there all looking over them in space cuz he's failed again, which is awesome. Yep. So the in the end despite the fucking killing spree, uh they uh, get away and uh, hand the plans over to CGI fucking Carrie Fisher who died a week later.
2: C.G.I. Carrie Fisher, not bad, on screen for a a couple of seconds, so it worked for me.
1: Yeah, and she gets one word. I guess you
2: could pause it and be like, that doesn't look like her, but you know what? It was fine.
1: Yeah, and they say...
2: It was was a good ending.
1: And they say, what is this? And she says, it's hope, which is great because it leads into a new hope. Yep. And they fucking blast off into hyperspace. Credits.
2: In the ship that you will see uh, being pursued at the start of the next movie, which I'm assuming is... Days later, or perhaps weeks—I don't really. know It hasn't but really
1: it, been established. I think yeah. I'll see what the wiki says, but I, I've, I've heard some people said that it happens right after, and I, it certainly doesn't.
2: Well, I'd like to know, and again, I'm being facetious on this. Um, so, Darth Vader uh, is uh, gets on—you know—takes uh, out all these dudes, looking good, looking fucking like a cat, eh? Yep. You know he's he's lumbering around because he's in a in that suit, but he's he's got some fucking moves and grooves. And uh, you know if it's weeks later, he's all <laughs> as stiff as a fucking board. <laughs> you know, that, I mean that that fight with and this has been pointed out. I mean, you take that lightsaber fucking shit that he does; it's awesome, and the Force. And then you you go like, which is weeks later, he's battling Obi Wan in the fucking uh, the fucking huckster versus the Nacho Man slot. <laughs>
1: You know what though? I'll say this, like I and I understand, and it, it's 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 the same thing with the prequels versus the original trilogy, right? Yep. Like you just didn't have the fucking juice to make that shit no. happen properly. Um, Agreed. But this character so badly needed that moment of redemption. I agree. Like the last I moment, agree. the last new moment of Darth Vader on screen is him fucking being a pussy. No. So, no. so this, and this may be the last time. Like, it shouldn't be. Like, all I want to do, if they were like, here's two hours of Darth Vader killing motherfuckers, I'd watch that so fast.
2: They need to have a Darth Vader movie.
1: But, uh, you can do it. hey, they did. It was called the original, or the, the, the prequels. <laughs> um, but I, I just love how. I, I, yeah. They, they were like, we need to have this guy fucking murder people and be a fucking badass and use the force yeah. and not give a fuck.
2: Yeah, it was pretty good. And- I, I quite enjoyed that. Again, I think I um, and you know what when I when I when I reflected on this as a whole, I remember we talked about this and I I told you kind of why there was some disappointment on my end um, with that is that I I think the first half of that movie just didn't carry the water. And I think it was just uh, a Because when I watched it again the second time, I was like, oh, yeet. And I just didn't get that the first upon first viewing because I kind of hyped up that, that end a little bit too much uh, in my mind. And then, uh, but then when I settled it down and watched it again, I was like, yeah, no, that's fucking great. Well, Like it makes the movie. The, the, that that last, you know, 45 minutes makes it.
1: I wasn't a fan of the the portion in the middle where she goes to see her dad. Yep. I was like this part's boring. Like we don't need this. Um yep. watching it watching it though at home again. Yep. I was like, "Okay, I actually like that scene better." And now I think all that fucking Saul Guerrero shit was just not not necessary. You could have found it another will- way.
2: At the Death Star factory or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, it's just
2: Um I don't mind that because it had a good space battle. It had uh it had a uh, you know some potential conflict that never really showed up, but it was it, I, I was fine with it. I think I could do with all without Jetta stuff, because really it had a couple quips from uh, K2, and it had a, a uh, it had the I mean the Death Star showed up and fucked shit up, so that was pretty cool. But um, you know I think I think they 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 hit a lot of planets at the start, which I liked when I first saw it. But upon that, I was like you know you could cut some of these little uh, side trips, and we could have focused this a little tighter. I think it would have been good.
1: So uh, I guess in terms of ratings, I will give it. I'm gonna give this movie four out of five stars. Yep. Uh, four yes. out of five sabers. <laughs> <laughs> four to five Death Stars. Uh, but but um, the way that I'll say it is, and this is a little bit because um, the movie is better than what I'm going to describe. But it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like WWF in around 1996 pay per views, where the fucking lead up was uh, was like you know, substandard, but the main event was so fucking good.
2: Yeah, I'll 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 agree with that. I'm gonna give it uh, three and three quarters. Yes. Uh uh Death Stars. <laughs> um Um but again, you know, I'm it's the audience uh for me it's I, I don't really know. I'm a fan of the of the main stories. Uh the main storyline. So this was this was a little bit of a hard sell, I think, and I think uh, it, it it didn't quite hit it in the in the first half of the movie, but it definitely hit it in the second half. Strong fucking finish, like you said, fucking tremendous main event. Uh, it's it's uh, I'm just just a little bit below four death stars.
1: All right, so there you go. That's uh, that's Rogue One, gang, and uh...
2: well, okay. I just picked a song. All
1: right, uh, Portugal the Man for y'all. All right, uh, so this is officially our shortest Star Wars uh, review.
2: Yep, yep, Clock- it sure
1: was. Clocking in just over an hour and thirty minutes.
2: <laughs> you know what, though, I think that they are—they uh, get a little shorter when there's not as much to make fun of. So that's a good thing for uh, Rouge One.
1: Yes, Ed. <laughs> definitely. So uh, there you go. Next week, we're going to go back yes. to music.
2: Oh, we're taking a trip back in time. We're going to go to... nineteen ninety nine. 1999.
1: 1999. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. It's going to be
2: ridiculous. It,
1: it is. We've, of course, picked uh, different songs, and we will play them and talk over them and talk about ourselves, yes. and we will probably, because we didn't have a chance this week, we will probably talk about some uh, other happenings that have been going on. Uh, for example, uh, I've been watching... I've been catching up on some shows on... Uh, um, on iTunes and I believe that you are going to start catching up on some shows as well so we will talk about that
2: oh yes I am yes. Uh, we'll talk more next week uh, 1999 mixtapes coming at you and we'll uh, I'm at megamix.com
1: I'm at Slipe with five eyes or slip and go to at mezzanine sleepover on the twets, and uh, we'll see your asses in a week alright